Have you ever experienced anything in your life where later on in your life you realize that you kind of took it for granted? That's what this podcast episode is kind of all about. Growing up, my parents had a kids camp, a Christian kids camp that they did since I was seven years old, and I grew up in it. I went there every year, and it kind of just got a little old, if I'm totally honest with you. Old, and I just didn't really see the value in it. We didn't have a lot of money. That was kind of our vacation, so it was like a working vacation. It was tough. It wasn't until two years ago I have a mentee, and Mike and I sent her and her sister and a friend to Camp Ichthus. They had never been to camp, never would have had a chance to even go to camp. They're very, very low-income background. But when I saw them come back from the first week of camp, everything changed for me. Going to camp, they were, you know, arguing with each other, singing some lyrics that weren't the best lyrics for, you know, eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds. And on the way back from camp, first of all, they were in tears because they had made such great friends. But also, they had so much joy. They were loving on each other. And the songs that they were singing were the camp songs. And it was all about love and kindness and patience and Jesus. Such a change. And to see how much camp had made a difference in their lives. And they said, you know, this is the best week of our summer, um, maybe even the year. And that totally changed my perspective. And I realized all these years I had been taking for granted such a gift and a gift that my parents were able to give to kids, many hundreds and hundreds of kids all throughout the years. It's a crazy story. You may have never even heard of this camp. It's small. It's very humble. And my parents put a lot of hard work into it, a lot of heart into it, and they really care about the kids. And so I wanted to give an opportunity for my dad to share a little bit about the story about camp. Listen for a couple things, though, that you could probably learn from this. One is what to do when you feel like the thing that you care most about in your heart just is not working out. And also listen for the passion and the heart that my dad has had for this from the very beginning all the way till today. I made him cry at the end, too. Stay tuned for that. So here we go. Okay, so I have someone that I've known for a little while on the podcast today, uh, just a few years here and there. <laughs> I have my dad on the podcast. His name is Eddie Rue, and um, he's the third, actually. Little fun fact um, about him. And the reason why I have my dad on is because since I was seven years old, my dad and my mom have uh, run a Christian kids camp, and I wanted to have him on to kind of talk a little bit about the background of it. I already shared some of my heart about camp before this podcast, and so I just wanted to you to hear from him. So, Dad, will you tell everyone, first of all, what even gave you the idea to start a kids' camp? First of all, for everyone that doesn't know, too, I'm the oldest of four siblings, and my dad was an elementary school PE teacher. So most people would be like, there's no way I want to spend my summer with kids. I'm <laughs> around them all the time. I do not know how you weren't even exhausted after all that. Yeah. So what was that kind of first spark that you were like, 
I feel like I need to start a kids camp. Yeah. I'd always been involved in, in camping, outdoor stuff, physical education, recreation uh, was uh, was my major in college. And I was I was in a camp management. Sorry, class. that doesn't even that doesn't even sound right. There are like kids everywhere. If they heard, wait, recreation is a major in exactly, college. Yeah. Sign me up for yeah. that. Anyways, that's yeah, so funny. <laughs> it's uh, for a lot of people, it's like basket weaving. Oh boy, right. this is great <laughs> recreation. I'm going to learn how to play kickball. Right. <laughs> um, but, of course, it's much more than that. But uh, one of the classes was camp management. And growing up through the Boy Scouts and stuff, I had a, you know, I had a real love for this. I'm sitting in class, and um, it, was, it, it was that, you know, how God speaks to you, but, but not in an audible voice, just through his spirit. He goes, this is what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. And so um, that, was, that was now filed in my brain mm-hmm. as to what, God wanted me to do, but uh, there was a whole process of graduating, uh, moving on uh, to, uh, to to my net first in- endeavor of uh, of working uh, through uh, Campus Crusade through the athletic ministry of, of Campus Crusade, and uh, but that was always there, hmm. and so uh, this was in college. But then, I mean, yeah. you married mom uh, yeah. when you were in thir- when you were thirty. So I mean, that well, was- twenty seven. Oh, 27, Felt right? Like you had me yeah. when I was 30. Yeah, it well, really did. all started yeah. <laughs> at 33. Exactly, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm the firstborn, if you can't exactly. tell already. So, yeah. yeah, everything starts with me. Um, but, yeah, so you guys married when you were 30, um, and then you didn't start camp for, sorry, 27. <laughs> Shoot. <It's> okay. <laughs> I am, like, <laughs> just going with that stereotypical firstborn, aren't I? Um so then you didn't start camp then for seven years after that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was about, uh, I think, from, from when we really had it going. Yeah. You know, that, that vision, God said, this is what I want you to do. It was, wow, it seemed like, it seemed like 12, but it was probably longer than that, 12, yeah. over 12 years. Um, I shared with your mom, mm-hmm. my wife, your mom, and uh, she was, she's not, you know, She's mm-hmm. not an outdoor person. She's not a physical no. person. And uh, she kind of smiled and nodded her head. And um, I said, you know, I think this is what God's going to lead us into. But, again, there was a, a process of, of uh, you guys uh, coming along. And uh, about the time I was teaching in high school, and you're right about mid, it was about mid thirties. Yeah. That, that, uh, I know this because I remember you, the, the first camp was when I was seven years old. Again, yeah. it all goes back to me, right? Exactly. Yeah, That's it, right. I, Life began at, your, <laughs> at 30. And, yeah. Camp began the when camp I was seven. Was, was seven. So I said, I said, okay, I said, you know, I really think that I'm, you know, I need to leave teaching and, and go into the camp ministry. This is it. Before, when I shared a vision, that was a vision. Right. This was reality yeah. of what's going to happen. She was not too sure about it. <laughs> this was not on her radar yeah. as what God was leading her to do. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing was we were at a, a missions conference, and uh, mom, your mom, uh, was... Uh, had had told God, said, God, I'll do, I'll go anywhere you lead me, even Africa. 
she's in this missions conference and people are sharing and and god again god's kind of speaking to her it was what about a camp and she had to now deal with the reality uh, and the fear of doing something that was not in her radar yeah. not not in her sweet spot mm. so and this also was a time that so at that point i guess ned was my my brother um he was pretty young, probably. Yeah, at the time yeah, too. yeah. He, he was, was like, like one, one or two. two. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, she said, "Yeah, I got even a camp," mm. and that was that was the uh, what we had to. You know, that was the step of reality mm-hmm. for both of us is a commitment to do what God wanted us to do. So, did you quit your job? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did, <laughs> as you well know, and it was it was uh, just. A tough, tough year. I actually do. I don't. I did not know you quit your job. Actually, I d- I had yeah. no idea. Um, because I mean, because I was so young, I don't yeah. think that it yeah. really registered. Yeah. Or maybe I just didn't know. Well, um, you know, I, I I quit teaching, but mm-hmm. I was doing some odd jobs, mm-hmm. some some temp jobs, and uh, had a good friend of mine that um, uh, was very gracious and uh, gave me a job working for him, mm-hmm. and then I would paint houses after that and just kind of do what we we could so yeah uh it was just trusting god and um we got to a point where everything seemed to not fall apart but we didn't see things coming together for the camp mm-hmm. we had a vision said okay we could do it this way and it didn't work out we didn't do it that way i don't know if you remember there was a property south of Atlanta that uh, we are very interested in purchasing and uh, that fell through and it got to wasn't the, it uh, that wasn't that story because I do remember I guess you guys telling us about that story yeah, but yeah. wasn't it that the neighboring people didn't want a camp in that area so that kind of was just shot down right the uh, people that the camp it was a, a, a camp that was had been previously used the new owner bought it as a residence he loved it his wife wanted something a little bit more luxurious rather than living (laughs) on a camp really yeah (laughs) that's shocker (laughs) yeah and uh, she wanted something nice yeah it was a nice place and it would have been perfect for us oh well it'd been great for us we kind of made a deal where we would rent it in the summer and that way he could keep it as his home. We could have it as a camp, and his wife would have three months of doing things that are just that she would enjoy. Right. Being where she Not would campy like, stuff. Yeah, yeah. She yeah would be, they would go stuff. on a long vacation sure. or, or whatever. So the, the realtor said, look, you, uh, you're going to have to get it zoned mm-hmm. for a camp. I don't see any problem. With that, but you're just going to have to go through them, and we did. And this this story normally was a four hour story of yeah. all the details of all the things that happened, but the end result was we we didn't get the zoning for it, and it was what some people described as death of a vision. Mm-hmm. It just we did not see any way. We tried all these ways of having it to work. We just knew that if it was going to happen. God was going to do it. Mm. And so we said, all right, God, we're going to wait on you for this. But I've got a family that needs to be fed. Me. That's yeah. He's talking yeah, about yeah, me. Right. Me. <laughs> and the all other this. kids, too. They, right. You know, maybe you can yeah, pass whatever. down your leftovers yeah, yeah, yeah. to them, something like that. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we were just, you know, it was, it was uh, buying a candy bar was a major financial decision. Yeah. 
And a lot of times I said, no, I can't do it. But, uh, you know, because uh, Heidi would want to. We got to remember, yeah, and the other three kids, whatever they're doing. And uh, uh, I got a job back teaching, mm-hmm. which turned out great because it was elementary physical education, which mm-hmm. I loved, and that was just right up, right up my alley. Uh, it was probably about nine months later. The uh, education pastor of our church said, "Listen, I understand you're interested in camps, and we would like to have one for our for our church." So during these years that I was working, temporary jobs and stuff, I I would plan what I wanted to do, how I wanted to set this up, how we were going to do the, the camp. So I said, "Look, I've got all this stuff. Let me just show it to you." He looked at it, and said, "Yeah, this is great." let's do this. And I said, well, there's, there's two conditions that I would request. One is that we could, it was open to anybody that wants to come, not just our church, but anybody that wants to come. And then after, you know, a while, we would like to become independent. And he said, that's great. The pastor was all behind it. So very supportive. Uh, and, and it was, it was set, and yeah. we started, and it was uh, 1988. Dad, I just said I was seven years old. Now you're outing my age no, 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 on podcast. Seven. I know, but now people know exactly how old I am. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Dad. Okay, so that was started, and now I'm going to kind of fast forward, too, through through some of it. I uh-huh. mean, it's, it's yeah, a yeah. wonderful story. Yeah. Um but one of the things that I want to share with everyone about camp um, that's great, and not many people know this, because there is one thing about my dad that I admire probably more than anything, is that he's extremely humble. In fact, he's always told me I'm more competitive and, you know, I mean, he's com- very competitive too. He's an athlete. I remember you always saying, always look for other, like give praise to other people, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. build the people around you up more than you. And I remember always thinking, yeah, but dad, you're so awesome. Like, I hate that. I would want you to like talk about your accolades and your achievements and everything. You're like, no, 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 it's not about me. So that is one of the things that I admire about my dad. And one thing that I think you guys should know is that my parents have done this camp every year since I was seven years old, since I'm already outed. Let me just tell you, I'm 37. So that's 30 years. My parents have never taken a paycheck. It is a nonprofit camp and they work you know, more hours outside of their other jobs. My mom's also a teacher. My dad just retired not too long ago. And then they do it every summer. And even at this age, sorry, dad, but I mean, even at this age, you know, it just is amazing how you still do it. I mean, there's so many times that I'm like, oh my gosh, I just wish that they would slow down and retire and enjoy a summer. And, you know, and then you just keep going. But One of the things, too, that I want to say is that there are so many of my friends now that I've gotten older, several friends have actually, that went to camp with me, now their kids are going to camp, which is so cool. Um, And then the other thing is, is there's so many kids that have come up to me and said, oh my gosh, I went to camp at this. It was the best experience ever. Mm. I just had the the coolest time. And I already shared with you at the beginning of this podcast how... Um, how my perspective of camp and growing mm-hmm. up in that environment has changed. And it, it really has. And it, it's just such an incredible thing. 
so they have camp up in Blue Ridge now. Every summer they have three weeks plus a teen camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll share how you can find out more about Camp Ichthus yeah, yeah. at the end of this podcast. But one of the things that I want to ask you, Dad, is what has been the biggest challenge of running this camp? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, you know, um, one of the things, you know, you go, well, maybe it's the financial mm-hmm. Uh, challenge um, of uh, because we we don't ask you know for for, for finances we as, we set our budget up so that we need to get so much percentage of our budget come from donations and yet we don't ask now if people ask us of course we tell them and if they say listen if you need anything let us know and we do that but it, we want to make sure that God's doing it and, um, you know, that's, that's a cool thing you're talking about, humility. Um, I'm worthy of all humility. I, you know, <laughs> I've, 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 earned, I've earned humility. Uh, and, uh, but, but God brings an incredible people, I mean, unbelievable folks and talent and speakers. We have international speakers that, that come to camp and, and, and share Christ, um, yeah, you know, it's their their itinerary is like Germany, Brazil, uh, Blue England, Ridge, Georgia, Blue Ridge, Georgia, <laughs> Bigfoot, yeah, and then they're off, you know, uh, sailing around the world and and stuff like that, and sharing with other people. You know, it's tough. I mean, it's you know, anything's tough, but but to be able to be at at camp, I, we're just thrilled. I. We start off our morning where the kids have a, a quiet time. We have maybe 40, 50. We have a very small camp. And we have 40, 50 kids spread out all over around the lake. And they're spending time with God. And, and I'm sitting there. And I'm going, God, you've put us in position where we can help these kids grow in their relationship with you. Man, there's no place I'd rather be. And I'd think, well, you know, we could go off and sail around the world. We can do trips, you know. uh, And with our income, we can go as far as Alabama. (laughs) which is a wonderful place for Alabama. <laughs> love that. But um, go, there's no other place to be where God's working in the hearts of these kids and in us. And, uh, you know, and just, uh, you know, we see God working. Mm-hmm. And we, we, at the end of the camp, um, the campfire and the kids come, and we don't, we don't lead the kids in, in the worship. It's they come before God. We get to be spectators. We get to participate. And we see kids just uh, pouring their hearts out to a God that loves them and desires a fellowship with them. Oh, man. Mm. We want to keep doing this. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many kids, too, that come to camp that just so need that love. I mean, you know, every kid needs love. But just to be in that environment, I, I have to say just from personal experience, I mean, I was... 
I was a camper. I was a CIT. I was yeah, a counselor. Uh, I think Mike asked me the other day, he was like, were you ever a CIT? And I was like, are you kidding me? Yes, of course I was a CIT. I was everything, <laughs> everything. everything. Yeah. Everyone that you end up getting as counselors or whatever. So they don't get paid or anything. I mean, most mm. of them, their mom and dad are just like, do you have a week off that you could take? So some of these people yeah. are using their vacation yeah. time to come to camp. So you know that those are the type of people that have just yeah. the most pure hearts and yeah. it is totally seen and these kids yeah. are just loved on and it is a smaller environment which is really cool because every single kid gets just this one-on-one attention and they feel that community and the love and mm. you know can really learn the lessons and if there's an issue people know about it you know yeah. what I mean if they're if they're homesick or if they're you know if they're feeling more of a loner then yeah. they don't get lost at yeah. camp yeah. so um I think that's really awesome so we're just going to, we're wrapping up, but I just want you to share with people how they can find out more about Camp Ichthus and maybe how they can get involved if they want to send their kids there or if yeah. they just want to help donate or or just follow camp and yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Well, we've got a, we've got a website, www, and I don't even know if you're supposed to. Yeah, you, you don't have you to, don't say have to say that. You don't have to say that. No. Yeah. Tell, yeah, I'm catching up. Again, on, he's been doing it for yeah, 30 years, yeah, so it's yeah. okay, guys. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we got rid of the rabbit ears. But um, they can go to our camp uh, website is camp dash ichthus i c t h u s dot org and you can go there's some uh, videos old videos where we want to update a lot of stuff that they can kind of see what's going on they can uh, register online we've got three weeks of kids camps eight mm-hmm. to twelve. Uh, we've got a teen camp that's already full, so so sorry, so sorry. Uh, yeah, next, next year, year. Maybe. yeah. It's uh, just uh, just a special time, and, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of fun. We do a lot of great stuff. You know, sorry, it's, it's a real special time. I'm laughing a little bit because when you said it's for kids, because um, of the story about my mentee and her sister, we've um, yeah. they've gone to camp for the past couple of summers and. The first time they went, they brought a friend, and the grandma came with her <laughs> to, I guess, yes. sign some paperwork. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and we are unloading the car, and she gets out a big, you know, bag of stuff. And we go to the dorm room, and she puts her bag on a, a bed and goes, "This is mine." And I'm like, "Wait, what? No, 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 no! You can't! No, it." you can't stay here. Like it's not, um, I don't know how to say this. Um, but anyways, it's so funny. I'm like, it's, there's kind of a vetting process with all the counselors and I, uh, ah. anyway, so yeah, so it is for kids. Yeah. Um, We have, we have great people that supervise. mm -hmm. I mean, it just, it's amazing. The, the people, like you said, they, they come for free and they sacrifice a lot of their vacation to to do this. And, uh, this will be this will be number thirty one coming up. Awesome, and you guys also have a Facebook page as well because I just realized that I hadn't liked it until the other day. I was like, oh wait, how how did I not? I think I saw it on an email newsletter yeah, or something, and yeah. I clicked on it. I was like, oh, this I feel really daughter guilt about this no, not no, liking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that there was a Facebook fan page. So we do. It's uh, just go to Camp Ichthus again. I C T H U S. I think our it's uh, facebook.com slash the camp ichthus. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, there's uh, there's a lot of there's a lot there's some uh, people that use that name camp ichthus, okay. and it's spelled in in different ways. We're the one in Georgia, and uh, we've got uh, a daily prayer request 
for uh, for folks that would like to pray for us. That's a big thing. Uh, we, we, we want people just, if they never send their kids, if they don't have no desire to be a part of it, if they would just, you know, it's just pray for us. Pray yeah. for these kids because we see in the world today the fruit of uh, taking God out of our lives. And uh, this is part of our big our big goal is to put God in their lives, that God can transform and change, fill him with his love and peace and kindness and compassion and goodness. And uh, so, um, you know, to have people pray for us is huge. Cool. Okay, yeah. well, thanks, Dad, for being on the podcast. Oh, I appreciate man. it. Thank you so much. And, um, yeah, I'm still your favorite, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And uh, so let's see, how much did it, well, am I going to pay you for being on the podcast? <laughs> no, yeah. that's okay. That's just a, a dad discount. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> great. Thanks, Dad. Oh, thank you.